This is Today in History, January the 11th. On this day in 1913, the first enclosed sedan-type automobile, a Hudson, went on display at the 13th National Automobile Show in New York. Also on this day in 1927, the creation of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences was proposed during a dinner of Hollywood luminaries at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. And in 1935, aviator Amelia Earhart begins an 18-hour trip from Honolulu to Oakland, California that made her the first first person to fly solo across any part of the Pacific Ocean. Roaring into the Oakland airport, she brings to a triumphant finish her 2,400-mile hop from Hawaii after 18 hours in the air. 10,000 cheer the end of the apical flight as the Lady Lindy slides into a perfect landing with two records. And on this day in 1946, the People's Republic of Albania was proclaimed after King Zog was formally deposed by the communists. Also on this day in 1927, Charlie Chaplin's $16 million estate is frozen by court receivers after his second wife, Lita Gray Chaplin, sues for divorce. Lita was a 16-year-old hopeful actress when the 35-year-old Chaplin married her in 1924. The bitter and prolonged divorce ended a three-year marriage with a $1 million settlement. Chaplin, one of the most financially successful stars of early Hollywood, was introduced to the stage when he was five. The son of a London music hall entertainer, young Charlie Chaplin, was watching a show starring his mother when her voice cracked. He was quickly shuffled onto the stage to finish the act. Chaplin founded United Artists in 1919 with Mary Pickford, Douglas Fairbanks, and director D.W. Griffith. Chaplin married twice more, both times to teenage girls. His fourth wife, Ona O'Neill, was only 18 when she married the 54-year-old actor and was the daughter of playwright Eugene O'Neill. Though he had lived in the United States for 42 years, Chaplin never became a U.S. citizen. A vocal pacifist, Chaplin was accused of communist ties, which he denied. Nevertheless, in 1952, immigration officials prevented Chaplin and his wife from re-entering the United States after a foreign tour. The couple did not return for 20 years, instead settling in Switzerland with their eight children. Also on this day in 1973, the owners of America's 24 Major League Baseball teams vote to allow teams in the American League to use a designated pinch hitter that could bat for the pitcher while still allowing the pitcher to stay in the game. And on this day in 1908, President Roosevelt declares the Grand Canyon a national monument. On this day in 1908, President Theodore Roosevelt places the Grand Canyon under public protection, declaring it a national monument. In a statement made during a visit in 1903, Roosevelt indicated his intention to preserve one of America's most unique natural sites. I want to ask you to do one thing in connection with it, in your own interest and in the interest of the country. Keep this great wonder of nature as it now is. Leave it as it is. You cannot improve it. The ages have been at work on it, and man can only mar it. What you can do is to keep it for your children, your children's children, and for all who come after you as one of the great sights which every American, if he can travel at all, 
should see. Miners had discovered the valuable mineral resources in the Grand Canyon in the 1800s, yet extraction was dangerous and expensive. At the beginning of the 20th century, mining claims waned, while tourism increased. Photographers, writers, and painters captured the Grand Canyon's dramatic beauty in their works. With improvements in transportation, the Grand Canyon became a popular tourist destination. Roosevelt recognized industrial and commercial development as an imminent threat to the site and sought to prevent the construction of a railroad around the canyon's perimeter. Born to privilege and educated at Harvard, Roosevelt possessed a deep respect for nature, gained through his experience of living and ranching in the Dakota Territories. As president, he initiated federal water management and land use policies with the 1902 Newlands Act. And in 1906, he signed the Act for the Preservation of American Antiquities, giving the president the power to officially declare natural and historical sites situated on federal lands as national monuments. During the age when the environment was beginning to see strain from industrial progress and settlement, Roosevelt assigned national monument status to a record 18 natural sites. Congress upgraded the Grand Canyon to national park status in 1919 and doubled the protected area in 1975. There may be gold in Demdar Hills, but not in the Grand Canyon. Off limits, as Roosevelt dedicates the Grand Canyon as a national monument January the 11th, 1908, on this Day in History.